Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. Hello again, it's me, Jim Hall of 2953 Analytics. Welcome to another episode of Auto Line Daily. It's Tuesday, August 24th, 2010, and here's what's going on in the global automotive world. We all know the Fiat Cinquecento is coming to the U.S. late this year. It should give Chrysler a solid and unique offering in the subcompact segment. It's already created a lot of buzz in America, but dealers are less enthusiastic about the car than you'd think. The Wall Street Journal reports that some store owners are apprehensive about the investments they have to make to construct a standalone Fiat showroom. With the economy in the toilet, they're having trouble selling the cars they have already on their lots. And then on top of that, Chrysler adds brands. They separated out Ram truck, and now Fiat's going to be thrown in the mix. That can cause some problems from a marketing standpoint they're going to have to deal with. But company CEO Sergio Marchione says this multi-brand strategy can work because Chrysler's brand range won't overlap the way GMs have in the past. Chrysler plans to outline its Fiat 500 strategy to some 600 dealers later this month. Dealers are then going to have until the 22nd of September to submit proposals for how they're going to comply with the Fiat franchising requirements if they're interested. Yay! We're saving the planet! According to the American Petroleum Institute, U.S. gasoline consumption in July fell 0.03% compared to the same time last year. Yeah, it was down three hundredths of a percent to a mere 9.3 million barrels a day. But there's a catch. While Americans used less gasoline last month, overall oil demand was up 3.8%. Low sulfur distillates, it's the stuff used to make diesel fuel, shot up 11.6%. Jet fuel demand was up nearly 7%. Blame the improving economy for the increase. The API says this slight economic uptick had led to an increase in commercial trucking and more aircraft activity, resulting in a boost in oil demand. Toyota has a reputation for its flexible plants that can build several different vehicle types at one factory. But when car sales started going downhill two years ago, the company found out it needed to be even more flexible. According to the Detroit News, Toyota has spent $600 million to retool its plants in North America in order to make them more flexible. For example, its Texas plant is now building both the Tacoma and the Tundra, and its plant in Indiana can now build the Highlander and the Sequoia on the same line. This even though the Highlander is a unit body construction vehicle and the Sequoia has body on frame structure. Thanks to the changes, Toyota's plants in the U.S. are now running about 90% capacity, and next year the company expects them to be at running at full capacity or maybe even a bit more. And speaking of Toyota manufacturing in the U.S., the company announced its resumed hiring at its new Mississippi factory, which will build Corollas starting next year. Construction of the plant had stopped last year during the economic downturn. Usually when you combine whiskey and driving, the results aren't good. But in this case, it's the car that'll consume the alcohol. According to Wards, researchers at Scotland's Edinburgh Napier University have created biofuel from whiskey distilling byproducts. The leftovers can be used to make butanol, which has about 30% more energy than ethanol, and like ethanol, butanol can be mixed with gasoline to run a car's engine. But the researchers believe this extra energy that butanol contains could run an engine all on its own without having to add gasoline to it. Total waste of good scotch. To keep its lineup looking fresh, Nissan just announced a mild refresh on the Murano. Arriving at dealerships next month, this crossover gets a revised grille, new taillights, redesigned 18-inch wheels, and some other exterior changes. There's also a new color available, graphite blue, and a new type of wood trim, or at least a photograph of wood trim. Inside, the 2011 Murano gets a host of minor updates, including power lumbar for the driver's seat, auto dimming rearview mirror, and for those of us in the snow belt, a heated steering wheel. Speaking of crossovers, after the break, we'll take a look at Ford's redesigned 2011 Edge. 
Introducing Bridgestone's third generation of run-flat tires with groundbreaking new Bridgestone technologies. Bridgestone run-flat tires offer improved ride comfort, lower rolling resistance, and improved wear while giving you the peace of mind and comfort you need. Last week, AutoLine Daily got a chance to drive the redesigned Ford Edge. Here's a look at what's new for the 2011 model year. Seamus McElroy filed this report. Since coming out in 2006, the Ford Edge has sold more than 400,000 models, which makes it the best-selling vehicle in the mid-size crossover segment, according to Ford. For 2011, the company reworked the vehicle, and even though Ford says it's only a refresh, a whole lot has changed from the previous model. So the vehicle's got an all-new front end, all-new rear end. We've got a wheel lineup, a significantly new wheel lineup, the 18s, the 20s, and of course the standard forged aluminum 22-inch wheels on the Edge Sport. And then the interior, we have an all-new interior, great interior execution, new materials, attention to detail with the stitching, the feel, the fit and finish, all that execution, as well as being the first for America to see the My Ford Touch Driver Connect technology. That's the new infotainment system from Ford, which is integrated with Sync. If you want to learn more about the system, click the link in the transcript for our overview we did earlier in the year. But let's get back to the Edge, which offers more than just a new look. We have new powertrains in the vehicle. We have a 3.5 liter TIVCT, twin independent variable camshaft timing engine matched to a six-speed automatic transmission that's in the Edge SE, SEL Unlimited, and that's delivering 20 more horsepower than the outgoing vehicle with unbeatable fuel economy of 19 mile per gallon in the city and 27 mile per gallon on the highway. So we have 285 horsepower, which is leading in the segment, and the great fuel economy, which is a great and story. On the Sport, we put the 3.7 liter TIVCT matched to the six-speed automatic transmission, which is delivering 305 horsepower and 280 foot-pounds of torque, which is 40 more horsepower than the outgoing Sport while holding the 25 mile per gallon fuel economy. And next year, Ford will offer customers the option to choose a 2-liter EcoBoost inline-four engine as well. Standard 18-inch tires, which are wider than the previous models, help give the Edge a confident feel on the road. But that wasn't the only thing done to improve the ride. The suspension was completely redone, and the brake system was reworked, which feels stiffer and more responsive than the previous model. The 2011 Edge is being shipped as we speak, and pricing starts just under $28,000 which is several hundred dollars less than the outgoing model. Thanks for that report, Seamus. And that's a wrap for today's show. Again, I'm Jim Hall from 2953 Analytics. Have a great rest of your day, however much of it is left, and I'll see you back here tomorrow.